Yo. Hello, hello. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. E-learning good. is fun, right? <laughs> Man, I'm actually on vacation right now. Um, so I was. We were supposed to be in the Orlando area, or Orlando, Florida area, for uh, for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, because our kids were off school Monday and Tuesday, so we decided we were going to take a vacation. We decided this back in like. I don't know, January, February, you know? And so oh, when, nice. when e-learning happened and COVID happened and all other restrictions and face masks and all that stuff happened, I just kept the, uh, I kept my vacation for this week. So today was my first taste of actual e-learning with the kids. And boy, is it fun. <laughs> Doesn't it just make you so Man, happy? Man, like the blessings that are flowing out of our my kids during e-learning are like just... I don't even know how to begin to describe to you how much more blessed I am at the end of the. Um, I told you we've got. Go ahead. You go ahead. So we we've got one. So I know that you have double the blessing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I told Gail that like if like if this continues, that like her mansion and her crown in heaven are going to be so like god awfully much bigger than mine that like she's not even want she's not going to want to see me like you're just gonna be a comic exactly she's like well you know you can come visit me i'm like i don't even want to visit like your house is gonna be stupid big like ridiculous (laughs) um yes they they each have their own they each are doing their own e-learning stuff which is fine but one of the problems is uh, Nova starts at eight in the morning and Bill starts at nine in the morning. So that hour where where he's doing his stuff and she's just kind of meandering around the house is, has kind of become contentious. Um, yeah. Where like she glances at his screen and all of a sudden, hey, don't look at my screen, and try to convince him. Well, if you weren't looking at her, you wouldn't know where she was looking. Um. <laughs> and like the kind of things that I'm sure my parents never had to say to me, you know, yeah. ever. Yeah, no. Um, no. We were always super good with ourselves. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I was borderline <laughs> saint. Um, uh, yeah, all Caleb wants is for somebody to play with. <laughs> it's like, oh, just all day long. Will you play with yeah. me? Will you play with me? Because I'm, I'm still mostly working from home. I'll go down to the office a couple days right. a week. And I'm trying to take Ava once, at least once a week with me, okay. uh, just to give Jenna a little bit of a break. But man, it's like anytime I leave, I've got a little desk set up in our bedroom. Anytime I leave the bedroom, he's like at my feet. <laughs> Daddy, play with me? Daddy, <laughs> buddy, I would love to play with you. I really yeah. would, but I cannot. Yeah. Um, and we finally figured out uh, Ava's having to do this stuff called Pathblazers, like all the assessment test right. stuff. And uh, she's hated it for the first like two weeks, just pitching fits, kicking it, doing it, kicking and screaming, yeah. like having to make all kinds of threats and bribes just to get her to do it. We finally figured out that we were doing it wrong, <laughs> that there's like a whole section that we had just skipped out mm-hmm. on. And she likes that. Section. Oh. So it's like, oh, good. We just had a needless fight for two weeks <laughs> because we're the inept ones. That's nice. Yeah. 
Um, so we have learned that Noah is absolutely a perfectionist. Like to an abs- like in the worst case, like there's this thing called extra math. Um, yep, yep, we have extra math. Uh, is it like the is it the bane of your child's existence too? Um, she hated it the first week, and then she it, and so now she's good at it, so she likes it. She okay. My Ava is Ava is like me when I was little. If it was easy, then I loved it. If it right. was hard, then I didn't want to do it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's very. It's, with us, it's not just is it easy? Is it easy, and can I do it right? Yeah, because like, some things are easy, but you know you can't do them well or can't do them right all the time. Um, so Noah, a couple of years ago, he used to love extra math. Like he would do extra math, no problem. Like he would ask us if we could do extra math. Now he like if we ask him to do extra math, like the biggest eye rolls, like the you know biggest attitude in the world comes out, and it's like, dude, like this is just extra math. Like it's just. It's practice. This isn't practice. And I'm like, dude, like, this is exactly what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, if I could define practice. Yeah, it would like, be this. practice? We're talking about practice? <laughs> um, yeah. But so, like, part of the problem is, he, you know, you get the, the streak of correct answers, and he'll get one wrong, and then he, when he gets the one wrong, he freaks out about it. And then once he freaks out about yeah. it, he'll start banging the numbers on the computer and instead of yep. hitting four, he'll hit three on accident, and then he gets more upset. And it's like, if you would just calm down, take a deep breath, yep. stop banging the computer keys like you're a madman, and it would work, you know? But yep. we, I, we had that exact same conversation <laughs> with Ava. It's like, it's like when you get wrong, one wrong, just take a yeah. breath and do the next one. Like if you keep just banging it, you're not thinking well, and you're going right. to miss more. We we don't ex- uh, which is we, you know that's super easy for a six year old oh, yeah, to understand. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't expect you to be perfect. You know nobody has ever yeah, expected it's... you to be perfect and get one hundred on everything. We want you to yep. try your best, but you know if your best isn't a hundred, that's okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I've been reading a I've been reading a book on how to um, make kids more self driven, and one of the fun things it talks about is homework. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, just just think about it. It's like if your kids in middle school or even in high school, like what's what's the trade off for them getting a zero on one homework assignment? Right. It's like it's not really going to bother. It's not really going to bother their grade or anything. And, and if anything, it could mm-hmm. motivate them. So uh, we've even when when we first got started, and there was all this stuff that she Ava didn't really know how to do. She would start pitching a fit, and I would come up to her and be like, okay, look, this is how you do this. Now you have a choice. You can either do this, or when your teacher looks at your work and says, Ava, why didn't you do it? You can explain it to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's your right. choice. And then I walk away. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fight you right. about it. There's, you can make the decision. See, we've actually... because, because it's not going to go on your permanent record. Like, oh, you could have gotten into right. Harvard, <laughs> but back in first grade... There was that day you didn't do extra yeah, math. Yeah, in the pandemic of 2020, you didn't do extra math one time. Yeah. And so, so no, no Harvard. Yeah. We actually, uh, I say we, like, this is a very collective week because it was all Gail. Um, last last <laughs> week, she was feeling the brunt of a, a couple of days of meltdowns, and she finally just, like, like logged Noah off the computer and basically, like, emailed the teacher's and said, hey, Noah's done with schoolwork for the day. Like, his attitude's horrible. His behavior's in the tank. Um, 
you know, that we can't do this anymore. And both of the teachers were very gracious and very much like you do what's best for your child. If they can't handle it for the rest of the day, that's fine. We hope to see them tomorrow. And yeah, that was cool. like, that was like the, to me, like the best thing that could have ever happened. And so like today I had to say, tell Noah a few times, like, look, you know, if you're at, if you keep being rude to everybody, like you're breaking house rules and you will not be able to continue doing school. And when you, when you get a zero on your assignment, you can explain to your teacher why, you know, like, so, yeah. so next time you decide to yell at your sister for looking at your screen, is it really worth it? Um, right. Which it, and then he goes, okay, I'm sorry. Then like five minutes later, extra math comes up again. And it's like, ah, stupid extra math. Um, <laughs> wait, the, the so, funniest thing to me, hang on. The funniest thing to me, he actually started, he got one of those questions wrong. And he starts going, this stupid computer program, this stupid computer. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Like there are, there are way <laughs> worse computer programs in your life coming up. Just wait till you deal with Google, yeah. like with Excel or something like that. You know, like this yeah. one thing is not going to kill you. I promise. <laughs> uh, so in about six months, we might reevaluate what we're going to talk about today to add yes. e-learning. But, <laughs> yes. but so, so, so we just jokingly had a conversation over text about what we affectionately began to refer to as the seven stages of parenting hell. Uh, inspired, of course, by uh, Dante's Inferno. Yes. And so, I don't know, parents, whatever. We, we wound up with a rather long list. Of, of levels of parenting hell and we did and so for so for anyone who's not familiar with dante there's seven stages of hell with each one being progressively worse so the seventh stage of hell is by far worse than the first stage and so we had to we, we had to have a conversation and narrow down our stages of parenting hell yes. um but we're going to talk about that because <laughs> uh we're let's preface this by saying we love absolutely, <laughs> and, absolutely, and would not would not have life without them. Like I, um, I have standard pieces of advice that I give students who are having kids, mm-hmm. and one of them is, "Hey, your life is about to get ruined in the best yes. way, and and in about two years, you're going to look at yourself and say, what did I do before, and why do I not miss right. it?'" So, so this is not like slamming our kids and saying they're terrible. It's looking over our parenting journeys and realizing some stuff's just yes. ridiculous. <laughs> and and there are some start there. You learn to cherish every stage, but that doesn't mean that you miss right, the stage. Right. And and so so people will understand yes. that a little bit more as we as we move in this conversation. But so. We've been talking about our kids, but let's frame it up real quick. So I've got I've got a six year old daughter, and I've got a three year old son. Um, you have a little bit more experience, just slightly. I have a nine, an almost nine year old son, and a six and a half year old daughter. So, oh man, half I forgot. Yeah, I got a six and a half too. Um, there you go. Because their birthdays Caleb are just very close three. to each other. Yeah, yeah well, yes. then like a week, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah March twenty. 20- fifth for mine two weeks two weeks okay there yeah you go. um so um so one about the same stage you got one that's a little bit older mm-hmm. i got one that's a little bit younger. Yes. so um but that means we both have ample uh experience in a level one of our parenting inferno 
and that is uh, the depth of knowledge that we have on children's entertainment versus things we would prefer to have yes. knowledge on. And as we talked about it, I told you I could tell you everything about Equestria, <laughs> but I can't name three Atlanta Braves. <laughs> and, and if you would have told me, if you would have told even 25-year-old Benji that there would come a day when he would know more about a uh, fictional world filled with magical ponies than the Atlanta Braves, I just don't know that I would have believed you at all. Yeah. But I'm not the only one who's tainted by Equestria. Oh, no. Yeah, we uh, we would spend Saturday mornings, my, my, uh, Noah and I would spend Saturday mornings watching all of My Little Ponies uh, episodes and movies and everything else. And this was when he was probably, I don't know, maybe four or five. And he and I would actually have conversations. And uh, we'd be watching the show. We'd have the conversation and Gail would walk in, look at me, kind of laugh at me and then turn around and walk around, walk away because I'm having a like intelligible <laughs> conversation with my four-year-old about Equestria and why this, this, my little pony is doing this thing and that cutie mark and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, at the time I couldn't have told you the brave starting lineup and there, I never thought that would have ever happened. Um, yeah. Cause I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I was always, I've never been like a, like a diehard, you know, go to every game kind of fan, but I've always been a peripheral. I can tell you at least the starting players. Um, but yeah, there was, I st- I couldn't tell you. I, I know there's Freddie Freeman and Acuna Jr. That's about it. That's that's as far as I go. Yep. Um, so, so for us, I think the the very first real attachment was was Frozen. Okay. And so we went through a real big frozen phase and then she went into a uh, Paw Patrol phase. Um, Jenna has always been a Phineas and Ferb fan. Okay. So she got her hooked on Phineas and Ferb along the way. Um, gosh, there's been a couple other things that have popped up. Now we're really big on, um, since the pandemic, she found this book series called the last kids on earth okay. and there's a corresponding netflix series so we're all into that okay and caleb is way into dino trucks and i just gotta say whoever the evil genius is <laughs> that decided to combine trucks and dinosaurs <laughs> like kudos to you yeah like, that's just i mean that's like crack for little boys yeah, absolutely like, what are you what are you gonna do uh, you can't fight trucks and dinosaurs together right. that's oh See, we actually had a, we would, Annabelle has, is the child that she will watch anything and she will do anything that her brother does. So like Annabelle knows more about Star Wars than any six-year-old probably should know about Star Wars. Um, Same thing is true with like Harry Potter because we've been listening to the Harry Potter books on Audible or whatever. Um, We've actually watched the first few movies. But um, so that's, that's like the one thing that they've done that is, um, not as annoying because I, I actually I enjoy Harry Potter myself, but um so Annabelle for the longest time like she wouldn't she never got into all the like shimmer and shine type kid things um, that are geared toward little girls that are on like Disney Channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the one good thing about her being the younger one, um, but she would see them on TV and go, "Ooh, that's that show! I want to watch it." And Noah would go, "I don't want to watch that." And it's like, "Well, Noah doesn't want to watch it, so we're not going to watch that." Um, <laughs> but yeah, we did the Paw Patrol phase. We did the um, there was one. 
it was two puppies that were like brothers or something that have these misadventures with a talking <laughs> cat. I couldn't tell you what it was called. Um, I don't know that one. But we actually used to do, I, can't, I think it might have been Dino Trucks, but it was one of those type, truck type shows. And there was always this bad guy in the show. And <laughs> most little kids shows, there's always a bad guy you know, that's like very prevalent and like does bad things. Well, at some point Noah looked at us when he was a kid and he goes, I'm like, whatever the bad guy's name is, I'm him. And I do bad things. And it's <laughs> like, no, you don't, you know? Yeah. So we had to kind of start um, watching what the kids watched. Cause if there was too much of a quote unquote bad guy in the show, we Noah was very impressionable to that. And yeah. he would start, he would lie just because the bad guy lied and it was okay, you know. Um, so we we haven't had any problem with mirroring bad guys, but Ava loves the bad guy, right? Like, it doesn't it doesn't really matter what the show is; like she's just fond of <laughs> the villain, <laughs> and and to the point that it's a little concerning yeah. <laughs> to me and Jenna. We're like, is are we raising a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> Because it doesn't matter what we watch. Like she likes the bad right. guy. Like she's she's not rooting for the bad guy to win. But like when we first got into My Little Pony, we had a movie that we would watch uh, when we made trips to grandparents or something. Because okay. we got a, a van with the DVD thing. Yeah. And um, the 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 villain pony in that one mm-hmm. was the first stuffed My Little Pony that she asked for. <laughs> Okay. Like, I want Tempest. Like, wait, 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 wait. Which one's Tempest? It's like, is that the is that the purple one that does the magic? And she's like, well, she's purple, but it's not that purple one. It's like, okay, but which one? It's like, and she finally just had to say, she's the bad one. Like, oh, you want the bad one? Okay. Of course. I'm sure that's normal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so children's entertainment, we know so much about. Yes. Um, and we've had our fair share of of, of diaper blowouts. Those are those are fun. Yes, they are. And I think as we talked about it, the the most common memory is, and we're, we're mostly talking about diaper blowouts that that occur whilst driving. Yes. And so, you know, you're just minding your own business, going to the store, going to church, going to the grandparents, whatever it is, and you start to smell something. Yeah. And you're like, and then you don't really think <laughs> about it. And then it gets worse to the point where you can't not talk about it. And so you start Uh talking about where's that coming from? And it takes a few minutes before you think to check the child Mm -hmm. because you're not just expecting blowouts because there's, but then when you, when you do, because there's no way that that sort of putrid smell could come from your loving angelic child, adorable little, there's no way that smell could come from your child. No. But it does. it does. And and when when it does, you you just throw those clothes away. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't worry about washing them. No. Just just find the nearest trash can, walk into the store, maybe get four <laughs> or five cans of Febreze yes. and, and and a new outfit. Yes. And and just go on. And you mark as, as you, best you can. You mark that location on your map so you never stop at that grocery store or convenience store. <laughs> Or shopping center, or whatever it is. Again, because your wall, your picture is on the wall, probably. Um, you you are known. Yes, if you see this, you know, blankety blank person, then they are not welcome in our store and establishment ever again. Um, 
did your did your kids when they were babies have hair? Uh, not or were they bald babies. Terribly. Pretty bald, yeah. So so Ava was pretty bald, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this image out there. It's a lot worse when your kid has hair. <laughs> yeah, I can Caleb, see that could be a Caleb problem. had a Caleb had a head full of hair, and <laughs> it catches things. Yeah, I could see that. So that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so that's the the second level of the parenting inferno. the The third level is related, but but similar. Um, projectile puke. It's pretty bad. It is. Um, so I have I have two examples. Um, one I I had about a twenty five year non puking streak <laughs> snapped <laughs> by my darling baby girl who caught some sort of stomach bug, and I just know I just knew she wasn't feeling well. I didn't know what she had, so we shared a um, we shared a frosty one afternoon. Nice. And then I had to go somewhere for work. And when I came back, um, she was still awake and she walked up to me and I picked her up. And as soon as she got on my shoulder, puked down my back. Oh man. <laughs> Just the, the, for the, for the first two years if Ava was going to throw up, it was going to be while I was holding her. <laughs> um, I don't know why, yeah. but she did. And so I eventually got sick. Like I said, broke a 25-year non-puking streak. Thanks, Ava. Um, the second is, is more recent. Um, grandparents were in town. So we've got bunk beds in one of the kids' rooms. When people come to visit, we put them both in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go to a work meeting that was like an hour and a half away. While I'm on my way, Jenna sends me a message and says, she's not feeling well. I get home. Uh, we're putting the kids to bed, and Jenna asks, well, Ava, Ava said she's not feeling really great. Do we really want to put her up in the top bunk? And it's like, ah, she seems like she's fine to me. It's no big deal. So we get everybody down. I'm laying down, and I hear something, and then Ava calls me. And so um, we're down the hall from the kids' room. So I, I walk in. Don't turn a light on or anything because I can see her like on her knees up on the bunk bed. Mm. So I just start walking up to her to ask her what's going on. And I almost slip and bust it on a floor <laughs> full of puke. And so we turn the lights on and I mean it is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like the bunk bed, the bunk bed is slatted. <laughs> so there's there's puke underneath the mattress on the slats. Oh, there's it's on the baseboards. It's gotten up under the door into the closet. <laughs> I I moved the the bunk bed to I don't know if I was changing the sheets or what like a year later and I saw remnants still on the wall that we block off yes. back there that we just missed uh, you know I guess when there's that much you're gonna miss right, something right. but it was it was bad now in true guy fashion did you smell it uh, no okay. it well I mean not like I didn't take a whiff okay. of it but you couldn't not smell right. it. <laughs> I didn't know it's like the old dried up stuff. Like if you did the like obligatory. Oh no 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 okay. no no, okay. no 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 no! I'm not no no. <laughs> no. Gotcha. Just, no. Oh, so no. I this is would be probably a conversation that Gail would have to contribute more to with the projectile vomiting. Um, my mm-hmm. favorite projectile vomiting story is actually um, my brother in law um, when he was a kid. 
he would projectile vomit every time he vomited. And um, he was apparently at um, Disney World uh, going to be in line for the Pirates of the Caribbean. And he, they were in line, and there was nowhere to go. They were up to the point where you could see the boat starting to take off for the ride. And if you've ever been on that ride, when you are approaching the – there's like a top level and a lower level. And apparently, he started making the noise that he was about to vomit. So there was nowhere to go. They're trapped. So his dad apparently picked him up, and he then proceeded to projectile vomit all over the crowd below him. Um, so yeah, all these people at Disney world are now covered in (laughs) his projectile vomit all over themselves. And there's not enough water on that ride to then cleanse yourself of (laughs) five-year-old vomit. Um, Mm. so yeah, that was, that's my, always been my, my favorite projectile vomit story. Um, we have had the times where we have been woken up in the middle of the night and, um, it's happened more with Annabelle, I think, where she would have vomited and just kind of lays in it. and oh. or, or a toy gets, like, knocked off the bed that you didn't catch when you're throwing everything in the in the laundry. So you come mm-hmm. back and there's, like, you start just touching stuff, trying to figure out what all has vomit on it. That's the worst part to me is, like, the cleaning up of it, having to figure out what actually was vomited on and what wasn't vomited on, you know? Yes. Um, yep. Just the the feeling of the puke. It just, oh man, it's bad. It's, it's bad. yeah. It's um, it's it's really bad. <laughs> so recap, level one, <laughs> knowing so, knowing so much more about children's entertainment than things that you used to care about. Diaper blowouts, level yes. two, level three, cleaning up projectile puke, level four, dealing with constant hyperliteralism. Um, so, so this is one that I think Jenna gets the brunt of more than I do. Okay. Um, both of our kids, in, in addition to being hyper literal, are um, very they're they're very big on specificity. Okay. And so, if you don't say something exactly right, you're going to get corrected by a three year old. Yes. Yes, and it drives Jenna crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my best story of hyperliteralism, and it is it's still pretty cute. Like I I was so flustered in the moment, but um, we we had just bought our house in Memphis, and um, Ava was having a real problem with hitting, and we just couldn't get her to stop. Like we tried everything, and um, so we're sitting at our dining room table one night. We're eating some pizza. And I hand her a, a pick up a piece and hold it up to her mouth for her to take a bike. I think she was like 19 months old. So she's talking a little bit enough. And um, instead of taking a bike, she raises her hand and starts like brings it down like she's going to hit me. And I pull back real quick and she swats the side of the pizza. And I just kind of looked at her and said, Ava, did you try to hit daddy? And this 19 month old little girl starts shaking her head and goes, I not hit daddy. I hit the pizza. (laughs) And I looked at Jenna and I'm like, (laughs) she's right. (laughs) What what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Now, was Jenna laughing or was she horrified also? 
I think we were both just a little too stunned. Like yeah. we laughed about it later, but it was just, I didn't expect such a beautiful technical technical defense <laughs> from, from a 19-month-old. Like it's it's the kind of splitting the difference that I would do yeah. to get out of something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, man, she's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> so I don't think I have a great like specific example like you have, but we have a lot of if Gail and I are talking, um, like sometimes like we we joke if one of us coughs real bad or can't stop coughing or if we hurt our toe or something like that you know we'll ask the other one like like remember cool runnings the show the movie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know when they, they would crash and go you know hey you dead man and he goes yeah i'm on like that thing yeah like, so gail and i have gotten in the habit of going did you die and so at some point the kids have finally caught on that you know when we asked that they're like no you didn't die you're okay he didn't she didn't die dad don't say that and it's like no like i don't think she actually died i can see her breathing now you know <laughs> like i'm not the idiot you apparently think i am um and that's one of the the ways that it manifests in our house the most and then the other thing is with our kids if i if gail asks um, this happens mostly with Noah. If Gail will ask Noah to do something and he has a, he, if he snaps at her or has a bad attitude about it, I'll ask him to come talk to me. And so instead of just coming to talk to me, he'll start yelling, mom said I had to go do this. So I've got to go do this. And it's like, yes, you do, but you need to talk to me first. No, mom said, I've got to go do this. And it's like any other time. You would be fighting <laughs> to not do whatever it is you were asked to do, but now you're going to fight to go do whatever it is. Like he, it could be horrible. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. mom told me to go do the dishes. I need to go do the dishes. It's like, you need to come talk to me first. Like that's the kind of thing that we get mostly is that like, you know, very specific. I can't do things out of order because I was asked to do them in this way. Like the, almost like a, like a mm-hmm. computer will break. Like he gets a blue screen sometimes because the input is starting to get jumbled up because there's an, an error, like a syntax error or something, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where ours, uh, the hyperliteralism of the order of events. You, you reminded me of one, one other fun hyperliteralist story. Uh, Caleb was a newborn. I don't remember exactly how old he was, but he was a baby. And was still in that in that point when you're trying to take monthly photos with all the fun stickers oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and so Jenna um, was trying to arrange the day so that she could take these monthly pictures, whichever month it was for Caleb. And so Jenna was a photography minor, like still likes to uh, still likes to. Well, she's a photographer. She likes doing pictures. She likes editing photos. She likes all that stuff. She uses all the jargon. And all that kind of stuff. So she, uh, Ava was asking, what are we going to be doing? And Jenna was listing all the stuff and listed, and we need to shoot Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ava just about lost it. It's like, what? We're going to shoot the baby? <laughs> No, no, with a camera. Yeah, with, with, yeah. With, with a camera. So actually, um, you you just reminded me when we took our first vacation as a family, um, we went to uh, Legoland. Uh, it's probably been three or four years ago now, and both of our kids were, um, you know, a little, you know, three or four years younger than they are now. So instead of just saying, "Hey, we're going to Legoland for the weekend," 
we told them we're going to go to Sock World. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a whole story like Gail's dad apparently took um, her sister to uh, Six Flags over Georgia, and the whole time said they were going to Sock World, and she was really mad about it the whole time. Or when they got there, she wanted to go buy socks or something. Um, so our kids, we told them for weeks that like, we're going to Sock World. Like that's where we're going. And we the Sunday that we left, we all had like crazy socks because you couldn't get into Sock World if you weren't wearing crazy socks. Um, and this is one of like Noah is big on Legos. Like he loves, he has always loved Legos. He can tell you the number of the set and all the Lego sets are like five digits. He can tell you a running list of like the 10 sets of Legos that he wants to buy. Like he is, he loves Legos. So we told them for weeks, like we're going to, we're going to sock world. Like sock world is going to be so much fun. You got to do this. You got to have on your crazy socks. So we drive down to Orlando, Florida. We get to Legoland. There's a big sign that says Legoland, like welcome to Legoland. And we're like, Hey, we're here. And they're like, we're at sock world. Like, yeah, we're at sock world. There's a big sign that says Legoland. And Noah goes, why does it say Legoland if we're going to Sock World? And it's like, because this is the place where they do Legos. And he goes, but I thought we were going to Sock World. I want to go to Sock World. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, we're at, Le- we're at the land of Legos, man. Like, So, I mean, it, you know, he quickly got over all that whenever we got into the hotel. Because we actually stayed at the Legoland Hotel, which, like, the lobby has a pit of, you know, awesome Legos that you can just go build stuff with. Um, so like he quickly got over that, but he was for the first like five or ten minutes, he was very upset that we were not at Sock World, <laughs> that we we had we had t- tested them and took them to Legoland instead. Um, so so recently, um, the so Monday was Labor Day, right? Yes. And so on Friday, we're telling Ava about how she gets a long weekend, so she doesn't have to go to school on Monday. And she's like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" And it's like, "Well, you know, um, it's called it's a holiday called Labor Day." And so on Labor Day, we work. And she just looks at me and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, so, so mom and dad have all these things around the house that we just don't ever really get to do. So we get a day off so that we can do all those things. Like we got to cut the grass, we got to wash the cars, we got to clean our rooms, we gotta do, and you're going to, and you get to help. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. And I had to go to a church uh, on Sunday for, for work stuff. And apparently while I was gone, Ava had a heart to heart with Jenna about how she just wasn't looking forward to Labor Day because dad was going to make her work. <laughs> so, so I walked in the door and just had one of those looks and I was like, I haven't even been here. What, what, what did I do? And, um, oh, and she was like, you need to have a talk with your daughter about what Labor Day is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, the worst part is both of the women in your life are not are like finding it harder and harder to fall for your long cons or your short <laughs> well, cons. Even like, actually, actually, no. <laughs> um, it's a it's a recurring theme uh, where Jenna just sort of trusts me implicitly, and I, you know, will occasionally use that for my own self entertainment. Right. And when I say occasionally, I mean at least four or five times a week. Right. Um, and like to the point where she's she's like berating herself when she falls for it. You know? It's like it's been going on for 13 years and I still do it. So I think uh, Ava might have that trait, too. So, OK, um, you could make the case that I should just be a better person and not exploit it. But it's more fun this way. Nah, so nah, nah. Um, so. so 
level one, children's entertainment. Level two, diaper blowouts. Level three, cleaning projectile puke. Level four, hyperliteralism, even though that one's more fun than, than terrible. <laughs> um, but it still can be a little frustrating sometimes yeah. and backfire. Um, number five, uh, eternal meals with kids. Meals with kids. If, if you don't have kids, um, Anthony, you ex- explain what, what is a meal like with a child? All right. So let's say your meal time is six o'clock. Like you're going to eat at six o'clock, right? So you, you do the math backward to realize that you need to start cooking dinner at five thirty. Okay. So if you have kids, you should add at least 15 or 20 minutes to that because you'll be interrupted at least three or four times. You'll have to answer a, a dozen questions. You will inevitably be asked if you can be helped in the kitchen um, which a lot of times when they're younger will will involve you putting them in their chef out, chef outfit um, with apron and uh, chef hat. So then, you know, you're just making pasta for dinner. All it is, it's just pasta with some spaghetti sauce and some, you know, ground meat. But that takes at least 30 minutes to cook if you have kids. And then once the meal is presented and it's on the plates and it looks like Gordon Ramsay could have done it himself because it's pasta on a plate. You sit down to this dinner and you ask for bless for the prayers to be said to bless the food. And usually it's if you have kids, you ask the kids to do it because it's cute. And then they sing their um, God, our father prayer or whatever it is. Noah actually made up a prayer a long time ago about blessing noses. And he says, amen, amen, about 13 times before we can start eating. And then mm-hmm. and then. The <laughs> and then <laughs> the actual eating of the food commences. Now, when they're babies and they're in a high chair, they're strapped in, can't go anywhere. But you and you would think that it, they would just be, you know, put food on plate, plate. You know, food goes from plate to mouth. End of story. No, when they're kids, they learn this game called throw crap on floor. Parent, pick it up. Um, and that be <laughs> that becomes game. the game of the day where the your nice wooden um, high chair with a nice white um, like table tray thing uh, becomes a really gruesome stain of red that looks like it looks like a lamb. It looks like the it. movie, like the show Dexter, was filmed in your kitchen or dining room or wherever. Um, mm-hmm. And so that you know, so the beginning of the meal and then the eating of the meal could take the eating of the milk by the kid could take anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes on a good day. And then the cleaning of the meal takes even longer because you have to wash the kid down. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. a literal, like put a hose on them, wash the kid down. Um, You have to also clean up the high chair. You have to clean up the clothes. You usually have to change their diaper. You have to, and it goes on and on. So that's like the, that's the baby part. Now my daughter is six years old. And bless her heart, she likes to talk. And she gets it very honestly from both of her parents and from both sides of her parents' family. Um, like, one of the things my dad passed away a few years ago, one of the things that is always said about him is that man could talk to a brick wall for hours. And it is very true. Um, but And Annabelle kind of has that same sort of, like, let's talk about everything that I've ever thought of during mealtime. And so, Gail and I and Noah can be finished with a meal and we look around and Noah's gone. He's reading a book and Gail's gone across the room reading a book or something. And I'm still sitting there just staring at my six year old daughter 
while she plays with a piece of spaghetti for 10 minutes before putting it in her mouth. And then she will chase a piece, she will chase a meatball around the plate with a piece of bread trying to eat it for another five minutes. And I wish those were exaggerations too. Um, And she will, like, there are times where we actually have to look at her and say, look, everyone else is done with dinner. You have been sitting at this table with dinner in front of you for 30 minutes. It is now cold. You have three more minutes to eat. And we will actually set a timer on our phone. And we will put a timer for three minutes. And when the timer goes off, no matter what's on your plate, you must be done. And so there have Mm -hmm. actually been times where she will finish the food in two and a half minutes. And then she'll look at me and go, can I have more? (laughs) And and I swear, there are words that go through my head sometimes when she says that. That are not Christian. They're not any sort of religious at all. And like, I, like there are pictures and like <laughs> of, that go through my head that I could not ever explain to someone and stay out of jail because I have never wanted to strangle a child more than having them take thirty five minutes to eat one plate of spaghetti. Look at me and go, "Can I have more?" No, child, it is yep. now nine o'clock at night. You cannot have more. Um, so our our go to with that with either one of the kids is always it's just that's fine. You can you can get up whenever you want, but if you don't finish what's on your plate, then you don't get a snack. And they're like, yeah, okay. And they'll get up and throw their stuff away, put it in the sink. You know, while we're washing the dishes or scrubbing the table, getting all the junk up from where it's gotten strewn everywhere. The same, same child who five minutes ago voluntarily gave up a snack so that he or she could get up from dinner comes up and tugs on your leg and goes, can I have a snack? <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> your snack can be bedtime. <laughs> you have 45 minutes to eat and yeah. have the audacity. <laughs> uh, see, I've actually asked Annabelle, like, how do you take this? Do you take this long at school? And she kind of just looks at me like, no and it's like then why do you take this long to eat your dinner like it's not like we're and it doesn't matter it could be like a five course meal or it could be hot dogs and french fries it's going to take 30 Mm -hmm, minutes mm -hmm. and yeah we've tried the whole like you won't get a snack thing but then we also know that if their blood sugar dips below like two points below what it is at any like the normal range that it will like that's like an eternal hell that all of its own (laughs) Oh, so we have eating a meal, then we have uh, just not giving them food. That's a whole <laughs> <Yeah>. other thing. <laughs> so, so on on the not giving them food question, I think Ava was Ava was still a baby, and we were going to one of her like well child checkups. I don't remember which one, like six month or nine month or something. And they weighed her, and they you know they give you the chart talking about how mm-hmm. how big she's how much she's grown since the last visit, right? The nurse is like, oh, she's gained X number of inches and so many pounds. It's like, she's growing. And I said, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to stop that. Um, you know, we've considered just not feeding her. You know, yeah. completely yeah. joking. <laughs> I'm not going to not feed my newborn. And the nurse, like stone faced, looks at me and says, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> it's like, thank you, nurse McSerious. Oh, <laughs> So, feed your kids. Um, (laughs) 